stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, it's been over six years since those uh, massive floods back in 2013. Uh, and, of course, uh, those floods impacted people in a lot of different ways, a lot of heartbreak and tragedy, uh, a lot of heroic stories, stories about neighbors and communities you know, being there for one another. There were certainly some heartwarming stories that came of it, but there was also some outrage in 2013, some very, I think, justified outrage, in particular in the community of High River. Now, obviously, that community was uh, evacuated. The RCMP in part is part of their duties, making sure that uh, people had safely evacuated from their homes. What ended up happening, of course, in High River, though, was something well beyond making sure people were safe. That RCMP officers in High River, as has now been well documented, went house to house, in some cases even used crowbars and sledgehammers to get into homes and locate and seize firearms why did they do that again a lot of questions uh, around this uh, over the years there was a report in uh, 2015 on all of this that led to some compensation being paid out uh, to homeowners in uh, 2016 but the question of what specifically was going on here whether the rcmp went way too far in seizing these guns there were no warrants to, to, to seize these firearms. Now, they were later returned. But a lot of questions about why the RCMP were engaged in that practice. Well, fast forward now to 2019. Alberta's Information and Privacy Commissioner is going to look into all of this. Uh, story in the Calgary Herald today in a letter to applicant Dennis Young, who's seeking disclosure of RCMP documents on the home entries and confiscations, Commissioner Jill Clayton stated she agrees to an extended time for an inquiry into the matter to be completed in October of 2020. Well, joining us on the line is the aforementioned uh, Dennis Young. He's a firearms researcher, member of the Calgary RCMP Veterans Association, writes at DennisYoung.ca. Dennis, thanks for making some time for us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thanks for your interest in the story, Rob. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, and it's uh, DennisRYoung.ca. I should, uh, should clarify the website. But um, let's talk a bit about why you, you reached out to, to the Privacy Commissioner in the first place. What were you hoping that, that she could provide in terms of understanding here? Well, I filed uh, 54 access to information requests with the federal government, RCMP, Justice, and National Defense, uh, PCO, the whole, uh, and I filed 18 a FOIP request with the Alberta government and uh, basically been stymied uh, uh, at all fronts. Uh, records have been released, but uh, they've been very thoroughly scrubbed so that any evidence that would uh, indicate that there's uh, something went wrong or even who was responsible for ordering, ordering the doors to be kicked in in High River uh, has been uh, carefully hidden from the public, and I don't think that was right. Uh, so uh, uh, the reason I got into it, of course, is your colleague Daniel Smith was uh, MLA for High River at the time, and uh, she invited me down to her town hall on uh, September 5th, uh, 2013, to discuss the firearms side of the, uh, the issue. And that's once she got me involved in the file, I, I couldn't quit. And uh, we, we don't have the answers yet. The, uh, 
the uh, Commission for Public Complaints against the RCMP uh, did a, I think, a shoddy investigation that uh, took too long, and it didn't cover, uh, didn't uncover the facts. In fact, this uh, uh, legal authorities paper that is being withheld by the, uh, the Department of Justice in Alberta and by the RCMP in Ottawa um, was not even mentioned in the uh, in the commission's report. So, nor were the extent uh, of the damages, the number of damage claims, and the uh, 2.45 million dollars that was paid out to the residents of High River for those damages. What, what are the big questions that you still have? I mean, in terms of is is it about who ordered this? Is it about why it it went on as as long as it did? What what still stands to you as as important questions we need to answer here? Well, all those questions. We have no uh, no idea who who ordered it. We have no idea how how uh, why it went on so long, uh, and why they never found anybody to rescue. They said it was a uh, rescue operation, but right. uh, it obviously wasn't. Uh, after uh, once you kick in a few hundred doors and you don't find anybody, it's time to reevaluate whether uh, whether you're doing the right thing or not. But they didn't. They kept right on kicking in doors. And not just kicking in doors. I had the occasion to break into my own house a few months ago, and it took a, a shovel and a pick to get through the door. Uh, so they used uh, uh, pretty uh, pretty big equipment to get in those doors. And uh, the, the extent of the information and the questions that weren't answered by the Commission for Public Complaints is... Uh, is uh, two or three pages long, and uh, it's uh, it grows every time I get a response to a FOIP request or an access request. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems pretty clear that they were they were out looking for guns. No, I I really don't believe that. Uh, no, no. Um, it, I know it's been a uh, a common theme in the reporting of it, but. Uh, but uh, I believe something went, uh, as I said, uh, in da- to Daniel's Town Hall and to the people of High River. Something went horribly wrong that night. They lost control of the of the forces that were doing the uh, doing the searches. Uh, in fact, the uh, the soldiers that were involved in the search were uh, in the searches were uh, were supposed to be under the command of the uh, of the. Canadian Armed Forces, and they weren't. They were in direct command of the uh, of the RCMP, which is against uh, all uh, Department of Defense uh, guidelines and directives. So uh, a lot of things went wrong. Uh, the other thing, of course, there was over 300 uh, soldiers there, and the Commission for Public Complaints uh, didn't even interview a soldier. So uh, the investigation was wholly inadequate, and uh, it didn't reveal anything that would uh, hold anybody accountable. Uh, plus, the, uh, since then, uh, everybody's been uh, claiming ministers of uh, federal and provincial governments, uh, progressive conservative governments, NDP governments, and now the, uh, the most recent uh, minister of justice here in Alberta, for Jason Kenney's government, are uh, are saying, oh no, the uh, commission for public complaints uh, inquiry or investigation and reports were just fine. Well, uh, that is just complete bullshit. Uh, Dennis, I mean, the question, and, and it comes up, right? Um, you know, look, the RCMP they overreacted. Everybody got their guns back. Let's just move on. But why is it important before we move on to to actually get some answers? Well, the the, the uh, 
uh, Sun Media, Sun News, uh, t- television station before it went uh, closed, uh, did uh, a documentary called Broken Trust. And they were well into their way of uh, producing the second uh, ep- or second Broken Trust video. And it all comes down to Broken Trust. Even the, uh, the mayor of, uh, of High River was on your radio station uh, uh, and said that unless the report resolves the Broken Trust issue, uh, that the report won't be any good. Well, the report did not resolve the broken trust issue. And uh, so unless you fix the trust that is broken, and by extension the trust that has been broken amongst uh, the people living in other communities that may be subject to an evacuation order in the future, they wonder, well, is the RCMP going to kick in my door right. uh, yeah. the next time uh, we're kicked, uh, we're told to leave our our. Uh, our community and uh, so this uh, incident has to be resolved like uh, they, they the RCMP when they started seizing guns in uh, in High River said oh we did the same thing in, in Slave Lake like that was justification for doing what they did in High River well no that, that one wrong doesn't make uh, the other thing right yeah. okay so so we have to get to the bottom of this uh, fortunately uh, there's there does seem to be a, a lesson learned because in uh, Port McMurray, of course, uh, they didn't seize firearms, okay? And they were told explicitly uh, rules about uh, breaking into houses. And so the policies, I guess, uh, have been fixed. But the apology to the people uh, in High River has not been given. The person responsible for making those orders has not been identified. He has not or she has not been held accountable for their actions. And uh, and until that happens, until all of the truth is out, until all of the hidden documents, all of the documents, 885 pages withheld uh, by the Department of Justice in Ottawa. And these, I'm just asking, why? I asked, why didn't the Charter protect the people of High River? Mm-hmm. And uh, and they've they've excluded 885 pages uh, citing solicitor client privilege. Uh, three years ago, I filed a, an access request with the RCMP asking the same question: What were the, what questions about rights of the people in High River were you submitted to the Department of Justice? 2,840 pages have been withheld from me for, for three years. They haven't even processed the request. They are terrified of releasing these documents for what they will reveal. And that's why I'm going to pursue this till the end. And it's not just the commissioner's inquiry is, is, is one step. But the next step, once this is her, has, she has done her inquiry, I will be filing an application for a judicial inquiry. And we, those people that were responsible for what they did in High River, will be called to testify under oath. And then we'll see what really happened in High River. Uh, one of the steps along the way here has been the uh, RCMP Public Complaints Commission report that came out in 2015. And there yeah. was certainly criticism of the RCMP, criticism of the officers uh, who were engaged in this. It did find that uh, guns that were properly stored had been seized, um, that, that maybe even in some cases officers breached the criminal code. But at the same time, it didn't seem like it held anybody accountable. Um, Dennis, I mean, how important was that report in your view? It was uh, it was a cover up, 
we we wrote them. Uh, uh, Sheldon Clare at the National Farms Association and I wrote them and told them that their terms of reference were too narrow. We wrote, we told the Prime Minister that that the terms of reference were too narrow. They weren't going to figure out what happened by focusing on the guns that were seized. They had to focus on why the the doors were being kicked in and who allowed them to kick in the doors. The uh, your own uh, Alberta property rights advocate said. The only the minister could authorize that. And then the minister, uh, uh, Jonathan Dennis, said, well, I didn't tell them to do that. Well, who did? Mm-hmm. So, so and, and furthermore, the media has never reported the two reports uh, prepared by the uh, Alberta Property Rights Advocate on High River. Never a mention of it anywhere. It was completely uh, covered up by a, a committee uh, of, of the legislature, and, uh, and and it died right there. He recommended that the the property rights uh, act had to be amended to make sure that this didn't happen again. Never been never been addressed. Was just buried in uh, in 2014, and that's it. They just uh, shuffled it aside. Somebody, somebody's responsible, and it's somebody in the provincial government that's responsible, and uh, the bureaucrats are covering their ass. Uh, do you get a sense, uh, Dennis, that this this new provincial government is is amenable to to getting to the bottom of this? Justin or uh, Jason Kenney promised uh, in a video in uh, 2017 that he would meet with me to discuss this issue specifically, and to date, I have not ever had that meeting with Jason Kenney. Mm, interesting. Um, what do you think that the privacy commissioner can can help bring to to uh, our understanding of this? Are you optimistic that she'll make a difference? The best uh, she can do right now is uh, expose the cover-up. And, uh, and then the next step is for me to file an application for a judicial inquiry and get it before the court. All right. More of your work uh, on this at DennisRYoung.ca. Uh, Dennis, thanks so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the program. Thanks, thanks for, for covering us. it, no, uh, right. Rob. I really appreciate it. Dennis, all the best to you. All right, Dennis Young, a firearms researcher, uh, member of the Calgary RCMP Veterans Association as well, DennisRYoung.ca. Uh, and yeah, I think the ultimate point here, and it's been the point all along, is if you have a situation where people don't trust the RCMP, don't trust that their property won't be seized in an emergency... When you need people to evacuate, when it's in the interest of public safety that people abandon their homes and get out of a community threatened by flood or fire or whatever, that lack of trust or that broken trust is going to be a big barrier for people. It's going to be tough for them to get past that. So if you've got a situation where people are afraid of leaving their homes, you've got a dangerous situation. So I think really when it gets right down to it, that's the point that Dennis Young made, is that you got to have that trust. So rebuilding that trust means understanding what happened here, or at least understanding who was responsible for what happened here. Yeah, it's been six years, and yeah, I suppose a lot of people have moved on. Maybe even some of those people who have their property seized have moved on. There was compensation. They, they got their property back. But there is a broader public interest here. So I, I do think it's important. And then again, uh, kudos to Jill Clayton, the Information and Privacy Commissioner, for taking this on. Now, if, uh, Jason Kenney was, was serious when he said a couple of years ago that he was prepared to meet with Dennis Young and, and to discuss this and provide some help in trying to get to the bottom of this. Well, hopefully he, he still means that and just hasn't gotten around to it just yet.
We shall see. All right. Our number here, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. Coming up uh, after 3 o'clock, don't forget, it is Friday. It is the Friday free-for-all. So we'll be taking your calls between 3 and 4 this afternoon. I'll be here. Joe McFarland will be here. We've got uh, Stampeders football for you coming up tomorrow. The Stamps are in Winnipeg. No, they're not in Winnipeg. They're here taking on Winnipeg uh, in what is obviously an important game. Uh, pre-game show 3.30 tomorrow. We'll have the play-by-play for you starting at 5 o'clock. Then Monday. What is Monday? Oh, yes. Monday is Election Day. Uh, so get out and vote. Uh, and then make sure you get your radio on. Uh, starting at 7 o'clock, Decision Canada, hosted by Donna Friesen uh, and featuring a, a large cast of characters from right across this great country, uh, covering the election results as they come in. So we're set to go from 7 until 11 Monday night with our election coverage. But uh, you never know how things are going to go. And it may end up being a little bit longer than that. But, uh, yes, Monday is Election Day, and we will be all over it starting at 7 o'clock Monday night. Anyway, a few minutes here for your calls. Let's go to the phones, and we'll say good afternoon to Rick. Hi there, Rick. Yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, At the time, uh, the Premier of Alberta was Alison Redford. And uh, she is a very staunch U.N. supporter. And the number one mandate for the U.N. is uh, disarmament of firearms. I'm just wondering if there's a test case. If you could get it done in Redneck, Alberta, you could do it anywhere in Canada. That's my first point. The second point is, as for the RCMP, I have completely lost trust in them. I would not help them if for, for anything because they're all in the same boat. They've lost completely lost my trust and faith in, in, in their law enforcement. Completely. That's it. Thank uh, you. Okay. Rick, appreciate the call. Uh, the uh, That seems like a less plausible explanation, let's put it that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Alison Redford was premier. So what did she or any of her ministers know about this? Right? Yeah, it's we've moved on in a lot of ways. It was six years ago. We've uh, got a... Uh, we added one government, now a different government in place. But still, you know, there, there are questions, I think, that, that ought to be answered. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.